Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wrestle, 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 wrestle. Hard, hard, wrestle. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Gene Jeffs now your coast-to-coast mindset coaches. Today with five tips to overcome nerves. Is that it? Five tips to control our nerves before a match. There it is. Our Happy, nerves good. Happy New Year to all. Are nerves good or bad? The answer is yes. <laughs> Both. We're looking to make this the best year possible. So we're going to start off with hitting basically one of the top questions that comes to us. How do I overcome nerves? What should I do? We have it in list format. Nice and easy to follow. Yeah. Before we even go, we'll go into the top five in a little bit. But a lot of it comes down to how do you interpret nerves? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? We said it's both, right? But the best athletes, the best performers, they're looking at their nerves as a good thing. They're not getting nervous about being nervous. They don't get nervous and then start to doubt themselves. They don't second guess themselves because they're nervous. They're looking at it as a good thing. They're excited. They have adrenaline. They're spirited. This is this is an exciting opportunity. So number one, we got to. It's not number one yet. This is the the pre the pre number one is looking at nerves as as a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but of course, if we get too nervous, then our performance dips. Hence the whole inverted U curve. You want to talk about that a little bit? Inverted you. Yeah. Right. And when you hear and when you hear about this topic, the psychologist will try to dazzle you with words like in terms like appraisal, your appraisal of the situation. All it means is your interpretation of the situation. If you look at stress as a good thing, stress, nerves, anything like that, you're going to you're going to perform well. It's going to help you. If you look at it as a bad thing, if you appraise the situation, if you interpret it as a negative thing, it's going to hurt you. Um, the inverted U curve. Some some of you, or maybe not too many of you, have heard of it called the, the Yerkes-Dodson curve. Well, basically, it's it's related to the drive theory. And originally in sports and just any kind of difficult situation, <laughs> the drive theory, you never heard that before? Hold on, say that. What is that called again? The Yerkes-Dodson curve? <laughs> I don't think most of our viewers know that, but in layman's terms, the inverted U curve. Keep going. 
Right. Well, it started with the, well, I'm giving you a little bit of a history lesson right here. It started off with the drive theory. They thought the more excited you get, the more jacked up you get, the better you do. Yeah, that might be true on a simple task like running a hundred meter dash or lifting, you know, deadlifting weight off the ground if you're AJ Ferrari or something. Well, but if AJ Ferrari is gonna do is gonna go for reps or run a mile, the more jacked up he's gonna get isn't gonna help him. Right. So it's basically what happens is you're finding an optimal point. What what the psychologists found was the more energy or excitement, stimulation, arousal, whatever you want to call it, the more you have, it's better and better up until a certain point. And then when you have more of it, you start doing worse. So let me get more in the screen here. It goes up to a certain point and then it goes down. So basically, in layman's terms, it would be there's an optimal point. There's an optimal nervousness, an optimal stress level, and you need to find where yours is to be at your best. So you don't want to get, you don't want to be too low, but you don't want to be too high either in relation to that excitement. So finding where that optimal point is. Usually in sports, it means you're going to have to do things to pull yourself back because normally our anxiety level, the nerves is very high because we're putting pressure on ourselves to win and hit our goals. So it's, Generally speaking, we talk about de-stressing. It's pulling you back off of that ledge, so to speak. That's right. Now the real number. Now the real number one. Focus on the process and not the outcome. So when people tend to think too much about the outcome, we usually get too nervous, right? If we're we want to focus on what we need to do in order to, we'll go into the pre-match routine. That's the first thing that I think about what we need to do. But focusing on the process of the event, of the match, of the tournament and not the outcome. We can't control the outcome. If we could control the outcome, everyone would be 100 and 0 and would win every match by a pin or tech fall. I guess pin, that is the goal of the sport. You'd win every match by fall. But focus on the process, not the outcome. Right, and that's like basically the whole thing with our predator-prey mindset, why, why we've come up with that, because it's just a very clean way of saying, focus on the controllables, forget about the uncontrollables. And one of the big uncontrollables and I just worked with St. Cloud State, multiple time national champion wrestling team since we've been working with them. Um, that's what we said. You can't you can't control the outcome. You have to you have to grade your your performance. You have to evaluate performance in terms of what you could control. How is your effort? How is your attitude? How is your aggressiveness? Your preparation and your lifestyle preceding the event. That's you can control. You can't control the outcome. So forgetting about that. And where do we learn that? We learn that from our own career as well as watching interviews of the best athletes. They say they're not focusing on the outcome. They're focusing on the process. That's right. So you're not focusing on the ref. You're not focusing on the score too much. You're aware of it, but you're not focusing on the score and you're not focusing too much on your opponent, right? That, that doesn't mean you can never scout, but we have seen for most high school, even a lot of college wrestlers, scouting can hurt them a lot. Right at the at the highest level, you're going to have to scout to beat really good opponents, but you know be aware of that too because sometimes we're focusing too much on our opponent and not enough about what we're good at. So it it hurts confidence, it makes us more nervous, and then we're just thinking about the other person as opposed to what we need to do to be successful. Our game plan, our game plan is within our control. We can't control their game plan. Yeah, and we have seen it even at the Olympic Games, athletes that we've worked with saying that yeah that they they were thinking too much about what the other guy was going to do to them, and then and their biggest and that was their biggest regret that they wish they didn't think about that it was a little bit too much of a chess match. So I mean, when in doubt, I would not scout. <laughs> when in doubt, don't scout. <laughs> we never used that before, but maybe we will. That's right. Number two, develop a pre-match routine. 
so how do you so that's part of your process really that's like you could look at that as a 1b right your pre-match routine is your process so what are we when we're not focusing about on our opponent we're not focusing on the ref the score the outcome we're thinking about what do we need to do to get our mind and our body ready for competition and that's the whole pre-match routine right the, the consistency how do you get to your, get to yourself how do you get yourself to that optimal state and the inverted you like we spoke about before you want to get yourself to that optimal level of stress, anxiety, excitement, arousal, whatever you want to call it. You want to get yourself to that optimal level. Well, how do you do that? And that's controlling your thoughts, your emotions, your behaviors directly preceding the match. So that's why you'd want to script it out, the, 20, the 15 to 20 minutes right before you step out there. It's different than your warm-up. What are you telling yourself? What are, what, are, what are you feeling? What's your energy level like on a scale of 1 to 10? What exact words and what exactly are you physically doing with your body? That keeps your mind off of the outcome and into whatever it's going to take to get you to that optimal level of, of um, nerves or excitement, right? So before you could tr have a consistent performance, you need consistent thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, like we always say. Yeah, a good question to ask your son or daughter or your, just understand about your team on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you like to be? You know, 10 being jacked up, 1 being half asleep understanding everyone's going to have a little bit different of an answer. Some people do like to get a little bit more amped and some people they're naturally amped. They need to come down a little bit. So really understanding that that that's going to have an impact on your athletes right before they go out there or your son and daughter, where do, where do they need to be? Where do they perform their best? One to 10. Yeah. And you could, and you could approach it two ways. One, you could start from complete scratch. Where do I think I would be at my best, but why not? If you've been competing for a while, why not use some historical examples? In other words, um, examples from your career that already exist when you were at your best that's why we do our best worst performance comparison right away one of our first mindset workshops uh work worksheets that we do in our curriculum what what worked before what didn't work before and use that as a springboard to build the pre-match routine that's right we won't go into too much detail but pre-match routine some of the elements dynamic stretching right we're not static stretching before a match so we got to be doing dynamic stretching we got to have an element of fun Something that reminds us that this is this is a, a sport. This is an opportunity, not an obligation. I'm enjoying, you know, what I'm doing right now. And ideally, you're thinking that there's nowhere in the world I'd rather be than competing right here, right now. So the the pre the part of the pre-match routine would be the element of fun, dynamic stretching. What else do we have? We have the hands-on drilling, making sure we're simulating. We're we don't want to get our engine running during the match. We want to get that engine going before we start the match. Big mistake we see, people don't get their motor going until the second or third period. One of the best ways to control that is to do some hands-on drilling beforehand. Right, and then finally, the deep breathing. So those four key, those four key ingredients, the, the dynamic stretching, element of fun, deep breathing, and the hands-on drilling. We work with our athletes. This is why our one-on-one -on -one program is pivotal. Even when we work with our teams, we can't guarantee that they're putting this together. When we're working with an individual, we can guarantee that, okay, we, we know what we're doing. We have it planned out, the 15 to 20 minutes, what we're doing and when. And exactly why each of those four uh, elements are important. Each one of, the, each one of those pieces is really important to that pre-match routine. So you have to make it specific to you but you do want to make sure you're including that for your optimal performance. Again, once you see enough examples of people where this brings out their best, why reinvent the wheel? Just do what successful people have done. And that's those four elements of a great pre-match routine. And if I had to pick a fifth, I would say 
understanding your self-talk. You know, what are the, what is my, what are my mantras before I wrestle, right? Just what, what am I telling myself that works? So understanding that is it important if I had to pick a fifth. All right. No, number three, keep things in perspective. So understanding your values, right? One of the easiest ways to get less nervous is to understand that at the end of the day, wrestling is important, but it's a sport, right? If I understand there's a lot of things much more important, my faith, my family, my health, academics, you know, future career, future family, things like that. You start to see that, you know, it's not that big of a deal in the scheme of things. You know, it's just a sport. It's just one sport. It's just one match. It's just one tournament. So I think the, the better your perspective is, um, the, the easier it is to not get nervous because we're, we're keeping things in perspective. And th- again, don't take it from us. Look at the interviews. Like you see Kyle Snyder, he loses in the world championship. And he's talking about how, you know, wrestling doesn't define him. He's upset. He's disappointed. But life goes on. There's more important things. Jordan Burroughs, you hear this similar things. David Taylor, after winning the world, lost in the world championships, after winning the Olympics, you know, he's still talking about how much he loves the sport, right? It's, he's disappointed. It, it hurts. It stings. But the perspective is there. And that's why he's, he's still going after it, because he loves it. Just when you were saying that, it made me think of the, um, the Terry episode on flow. It's like being back in the room. It's like, ah, oh, it didn't feel like the sport just spit my guts up on the mat and just <laughs> but you know it's it's one of those things because i get it you know there is an element of that because it is important to us the the, the thing i think but also if you watch that the, the terry thing it actually you see how he improved over time and how going into sydney he was what did Roy Salger say so he was much more convicted he found he got deeper in faith and everything and, and he you know started reading the bible so it's like and and he got married he had a daughter. So it's like, you know, I've heard that the definition of humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Right. It's, it's almost like this. If, if you're if you follow this analogy, it's not so much. It's not so much of thinking less of wrestling, not making wrestling as important. It's actually taking the other things that, you know, are more important than wrestling and putting them more up on a pedestal, emphasizing more the faith, the family, your career. Don't don't do less wrestling. Don't think about wrestling less, but do other things even more than you're doing them. You know, it's like, was I was I going to church that much when I was competing? No. Was I frequenting the sacraments? No. It's like, how how good of a student was I being? Was I going in for extra help? Not always. And it's like you think that's going to hurt. But actually, once you have it in proper perspective, it frees you. To do to to wrestle at a higher level and not with fear because wrestling is the only thing you're basically going to live or die based on wrestling. Which it seemed like that that was a big a big lesson from that Terry episode, the '96 versus 2000 Terry. Yep, and I would say the other thing to keep it in perspective. That's one of the reasons we came up with the four mindset principles, right? If if in doubt, I'm thankful for the opportunity to wrestle. You don't have to go much further than that. If you realize, if you actually realize that this is an opportunity and not an obligation, it frees you to wrestle. And if we haven't learned that by now, after after a year of COVID, after two years of COVID, you know, it, there's so many things that could happen that we could we don't have the opportunity to wrestle. Injury, COVID, war, right? It's, it sounds crazy, but it's like not too long ago, right? People were in wars; they couldn't they couldn't go to college, <laughs> nonetheless compete in a sport that they love. Right. It's it's an opportunity. You could be in a different country. You don't have enough money. You got to be out working. 
right? So there's just a it's a it's a total opportunity, not an obligation. If if you don't think it could happen again, you got another thing coming, and that's why history is so important because then when when stuff like this happens, I mean, who would who would have thought they would have shut down the world basically? And it's like, okay, well, if things like this happen before, they could happen again, and and, and over time they probably will happen again unless we're near the end of the world. Which I'm not taking off the table, but that's that's beyond the scope of this of this talk right here. But the point is, anything can happen. So be thankful. You have the opportunity. It could be ripped at any time. Be thankful. That's right. Number four, treat it like any other match. Right. I had it said relax on the blog. I'll post the blog under too, but it goes into depth on some of these. Relax before the big match. Right. So, but it's not looking at it as a big match. Treating it the same and. Um, I would say too, I think in the article we talked about conserving energy, right? If you wake up at 7 a.m. and you're not wrestling until 7 p.m. tonight, maybe it's a dual meet, you don't have to be jacked up at 7 a.m. You know, your friends, your parents are, how, how do you feel? You ready to go? It's like, no. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount, and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month, and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. <laughs> I'm not wrestling for 12 hours. I'm not ready to go. Right, but that's okay, right? Sometimes you think you have to be, uh, you know, you gotta be on every moment of every day. You gotta be the most intense person when you wrestle. That's about it. Yeah, and treating it the same. They asked, I always use this story that uh, the, the surgeon who operated on Bill Clinton, they said, you know, how did you, per how did you perform optimally? How did you do the surgery knowing you were operating on a president? And his mindset was, you know, I just treated him like any other patient. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> he didn't say that last part, but the point is he treated him like any other patient. And, and that's how singers, athletes, that's usually how the, the elite performers, the professionals, that's what usually separates the amateur from the professional. The professional just treats it the same. And the benefit of that, again, at first you might think that's going to hurt you, but it's actually going to help you because it'll raise your intensity on days where you would normally be lower. Right. If you're going up against a, 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 an athlete who, you know, you're a lot better than it's going to raise your you're going to raise up because you're going to treat that like you would the state finals or national finals, whatever your goal matches. And it's also going to bring it down if you if you're in those those quote unquote bigger matches. That's exactly what we're talking about here. There's no bigger, small matches. Don't treat them as special. Everything's important. Nothing special. If you are the rare one in 100 guy that you do better when you make it special, make it special. But. You know, it's probably not you. If it is, keep doing it. That's right. Number five, train your mind. We talk about the training paradox. That was also in the article. Right? We say that wrestling is 90% mental. Wrestling is 95% mental. How much time are you spending training mental versus physical? 
And again, it doesn't mean you have to train less physical. It means we need to bridge the gap and train more mentally. Our right? first, yeah, right. our first business, Z Fanatical Fitness, we always used to say, train your brain, blitz your body. You're probably blitzing your body. <laughs> That's the whole thing. If you're a wrestler, you're taking your training serious. You're going real hard with your conditioning, your, your um, strength training, obviously your technique, clubs, individuals, all this kind of stuff you're doing. You're blitzing your body. Are you training your brain? Are you training your mindset? And are you doing it in a systematic way? Most people aren't. The good ones are. The great ones are doing it a lot. So don't leave it to chance. Take the bull by the horns. And if you want this to be your year, leave no stone unturned. Every week you're working on your mindset. This is what we could help you with. Yeah, and I was going to say, it's like, there's no way a, a blog or a video, this podcast, it's good. It's a step in the right direction, but a five steps to decrease nerves is never going to be enough, right? It's, there's got to be, you got to train just like anything else. Five ways to get your legs stronger. Oh, that's a good, it sounds like a good blog. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to squat? Are you going to deadlift? Are you going to do your lunges? Are you going to, whatever it is we have to do, you know, there's got to be time spent on it. You know, everyone's unique. We talked about that. There's no cookie cutter approach you know, for your strength or for, or for your mind, especially your mindset, everyone's going through something different. There's more of a cookie cutter approach for, for building strength, but even technique, you see everyone's a little bit different. People have different styles. What works for Jordan Burroughs might not work for Kyle Dake, right? They're very different wrestlers, both multiple time world champs, right? So it's understanding what works for you, but the, uh, the blog, reading the blog or watching the podcast is, is good. It's a step in the right direction, but you have to develop those skills. Anything you're trying to get really good at, we're going to have to take some time to do it. Right. And I will say this. We appreciate you jumping on their calls, listening to us on a regular basis. We know this is one of the things that you were just bringing up, that, that now with everyone's competing for attention out there and there's so much information that it's like for you to give up some of your time to be with us, we appreciate it. We want to help you as much as we can. These like top five ticks, tips, these little, um, these little quickies or whatever you want to call them, these quick takes, they're good. And, and they'll help you, but it's just not going to be to the same level. I, I think about this. We've had friends and even our own brother where, you know, we've talked about, hey, we got to work on mindset more. You know, back when they were competing, some of our friends who would come over, hang out with us in the pool that were still competing. And, and it'd be like, oh, I hear you guys talk all the time. It's not the same as just hearing us talk on, on a call, doing these podcasts versus actually sitting down, pulling out the mindset curriculum. And it's like, OK. Let's work on relaxing under pressure. Lesson one. Okay, good. Write this down. Next week, we come back. Now we go through lesson two. Now we go through lesson three. Okay, now you're armed with our eight relaxing under pressure exercises. Good. You've applied them to wrestling, to school, to your life. Now let's go through confidence. Now let's go through aggressiveness. And taking the time, putting the pen to paper, it's totally different. Like, these quickies are great. They're only going to take you so far. The real results are going to come by putting the pen to paper, just like strength training. So we always say strength training for the mind. That's right. Do it, do it now. Go to the website and sign for the free consult, the free individual session. Let's take the bull by the horns. Get your mindset training now. That's right. I was going to say, if you remember, the reason we started the podcast, because we're like, we got to give a little bit more, because a lot of people just know us. We have a big following on social media. Right, like that, you know, that's the only thing they see. There's a list, you know, top five lists. So imagine if you just saw this podcast in list form, you know, obviously we're going deeper into these topics, but a lot of people, all they were seeing with wrestling mindset was 
you know, the Twitter post, quick Twitter posts. Maybe they're getting our daily text message. But again, that's still, I don't know, 140, 200 characters, something like that. Um, or a top five list on a graphic. You know, there's only so much text you can fit on a graphic. And people aren't really reading the, the captions on Instagram too much. So it's like this was the next step. That's the reason we did the podcast to get to take people a step further, you know, in their in their mental training. So then doing the one on one program is a natural progression from here. Yeah, it would be the same thing with with strength coaches like you want us to admit it. Yeah, we are putting out clickbait. Everyone does like if strength coach is going to put out. It's like, hey, top 10 tips to lose weight, top 10 tips to build strength. And it's great. It's not saying it's a bad thing. They hook me, too. I'm looking at it also. But you're only going to get to the next level is if you're diligently putting effort in on that area and you're allocating a certain amount of time on a consistent basis. That's why we built the program the way it does. And frankly, that's one of the big ways this is different than seeing a sports psychologist or hypnotist. It's more like it's more of a proactive process where, hey, we're going through a curriculum. This is going to take a year. We have mindset tools that you could use that you're going to not only use for wrestling, but for school and for your life. To, to build this toolkit, this toolbox, what, what do we say we were going to go with? What was our analogy? <laughs> we're still working on it. To, the toolbox. <laughs> the, to, the toolbox? We said toolbox. However you look at it, here's, here's, your, here's your mindset tools. It's going to take some time to learn them and then how to apply them to different areas of your life. Here's the curriculum. You need time now. You got to go through it. I was looking it up. Okay, you could close this out. We'll have it for you next time. I'm pretty sure we decided on toolbox for the corporate, the corporate teams. Send it to us if you if you have an idea of what to, what to, what to call that better. But it's it's true, and it's like the, the way we look at it. So when you have our curriculum and we break it into the different mental muscles, just so you know, kind of how we do this. You sign up for the the free individual the individual session. Okay, you want to move through this. You like this. You think it's helpful. You move on. You get your mindset coach. Once you have your mindset coach, the first thing they're going to take you through is the mindset checklist. It's going to evaluate you on eight different mental muscles, eight different mental muscles. You're going to find your strengths. You're going to find your weaknesses. From there, you're going to first move through self-knowledge. That's 10 lessons on understanding yourself. We can't talk about building mental skills if, we don't, if you don't first understand yourself and what makes you tick. And this is very specific to wrestling. And we're working with our other sports. You have a brother or sister that does gymnastics, tennis, whatever it is. Our checklist is specific to those sports. After you move through self-knowledge, now you move through what mental muscles you need the most work on. So if you're not very aggressive, you're going to go through aggressiveness right away. If you stress under pressure, you're going to go through relaxing under pressure. Now, that this is a year-long process. If you pull the plug at six months, if you pull the plug at seven months, what happens is... Now you miss some of the key lessons that you, you didn't move through them. So maybe, maybe goal setting wasn't one of the main lessons that you needed. Maybe um, confidence wasn't one of your main struggles. Or let's say motivation. For a lot of people who listen to our, our lessons, motivation isn't the issue. They're motivated. They're hungry. So motivation might come about at like month six or seven. You pull the plug at month six or seven, you might realize there's a whole lot more to motivation and a whole nother level that you could get yourself to. So you're, you're getting a lot less, significantly less mental tools and look at it like this too. Let's say you don't get the motivation exercise and you say, oh, I didn't need that so much. Oh, you didn't need it for wrestling maybe. What about school? What about your faith? You, you could use those for other areas of life. So 
moving through the full curriculum, now you have the tools that will apply not just to wrestling, but to every area of your life. That's why you'd want to be invested in mindset training over a long period of time, not just look at this as, well, we'll do this up until the state tournament in February, March, and then we pull the plug on it. That doesn't make sense. There's a lot of tools in your kit for your arsenal, however you want to view it, that could last you for the rest of your life. You'll pass these on to your family members and relationships and your future children. So it's something worth getting excited about. It's something that will change your life. And in January, that's what we're looking to do. We're all looking to make big changes for the better. So let's start that resolution. Get cracking on your mindset. Do your free individual session. And let's see you on this mindset program. It'll be in the link below. You'd close us out. Whether it's wrestling, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. Let's make it a great 2022. Take care. Happy New Year. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.